Hi, Dad. Hi, Celine. Did you know that you and I are about the same age if you count time living in the world? What do you mean? Well, as you know, I left a high-control religious group around the time you were born. So you're in your 20s then? <laughs> well, maybe in my head. The thing is, though, because I had all of my beliefs about morals, science, politics, religion, philosophy provided for me, I spent the last 25 years trying to work out what I should think about a whole bunch of stuff and work out what's going on. No one knows what's going on, Dad. <laughs> well, I think it's about time we did. What Should I Think About is a podcast that sets off on a lofty goal to make sense of the complicated, contradictory, confusing but wonderful thing we call the world. Hello and welcome to the What Should I Think About podcast. I'm Celine, And I'm Stephen. And today we've actually got two completely different subjects that we're going to talk about. Um, let's call them segments. um so we're going to talk about two very different things Um, one is related to uh just why celine's been away a little bit in some of the recent podcasts um and that's to do with um skin condition so we're going to talk about skin conditions and, and in particular acne um which hasn't really got anything to do with high control groups or anything like that it's just a a thing that we thought we could talk about which is kind of important and uh, uh, but then the second segment we're going to talk about something that is very much related to to high control groups and living in religious groups and then leaving which is this feeling of wasted years and how to cope with that so we'll, we're going to address that um, on the second part of the the podcast so welcome back Celine. I know you said I've been away for a bit. It doesn't feel like it to me because mm. I think we've just recorded so many podcasts. Oh, we've just gone mad, haven't we? It's been yeah. really, really busy. Yeah. Trying we've... to catch up. Yeah. We keep saying that. I've, I don't... We've done so many and I'm like, how are we behind? <laughs> well, no, we're we're kind of ahead now, but, um, you know, it's good to get some recorded in advance. So, um, that just I... works to me like a, like a workhorse, <laughs> you know, it's like... Oh, you've got, you've got another job, whatever. Come on. Come on. The podcast is calling. Podcast, podcast. Um, yeah, so well, I've been mentioning to people on Twitter that we had this great conversation with uh, Jordan. We had this great conversation with Jake and, mm-hmm, uh, and then mm-hmm. nothing. And that's because we have got a bit of a bank. So mm-hmm. they will be coming. We've got lots of really interesting guests coming yeah. up. Yeah. Uh, I'm looking forward to talking to Erica or we've talked to Erica. I'm looking forward to having the podcast out there with Erica from the mm-hmm. Quasi Zabantu group and uh, Daniel as well from that. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, loads and loads of interesting stuff coming up. But um, at some point during our conversations, I've said, uh, Celine's not here today because she's got a hospital appointment or something. Mm-hmm. So we thought we could start maybe explaining um, that because it is kind of, it's something that we've, we kind of can both can talk about in a way mm-hmm. and... Mm-hmm. It's uh, yeah. So tell us what 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 have you what have you been doing? Well, probably good to clarify that I am physically okay because I do have colitis yeah. and it's not been about that. So that's right. Um, that was sort of recently discussed with one of our guests. I don't know the order in which these things will come out, but um, who knows? Who knows? Um, mysteries behind the curtain. Um, I have um, acne. I experience acne. Yeah. <laughs> Got spots on my face. Um, and that's something that, uh, you know, dad gets. He doesn't have them anymore, but he gets it as in he understands because mm. you, you did have that. That's kid. right. 
So we're not talking here just about, you know, the odd pimple or a few no, spots when no. you're going through puberty, which is normally when it all starts for everybody. But um, uh, for some people, like us, unfortunately, I, I, mm. I feel nothing but... Um, Oh, actually, we're going to talk about regrets today a bit, aren't we, in our second yeah. segment? But I, mm-hmm. I, it's of course I can't feel any regrets. But I, one of the things I really hoped most in the world mm. I wouldn't pass on to you um, mm. was <laughs> was the skin condition that I suffered as a teenager and then as an adult, mm-hmm. um, and that's the problem. I think you know, so we all kind of go through a bit of um, skin problems and acne and stuff when we're teenagers. That's very common. I think most people mm. do, not everybody, but most people do. Um, but for some it goes on so you're in your mid-20s now and you mm-hmm. have quite bad flare-ups mm-hmm. um, where obviously you, you feel quite conscious about it yeah I mean obviously it's slightly different because um, it's from a male to a female perspective or like yeah. not even the perspective but just how acne um, presents a bit differently so mm. with um, like my acne it's quite um, hormonal so it's like lower face mainly like chin because like for women yeah. it often is across like the lower band of the face um but it started spreading upwards which is mm. when I was like I can't cope anymore um, yeah. I was like I was kind of used to it like it was how my face looked um but then it started progressing to places that I wasn't used to it and that's when it kind of mm. like I then saw it all as well if you know what I mean like it re mm. put it in my mind and like then I didn't like it I never liked mm. it anywhere, but I was like willing to accept it. Yeah. Um, so yeah. Yeah. So um, I, I mean, acne anyway, regardless of whether it's uh, male or female, it, it comes in different um, forms, really. Yeah, yeah. So mm-hmm. um, I tended to have what I think now we call cystic acne, mm-hmm. which is like um, kind of boils on your face. Um, mm. That's the only way I can describe it. Really, it's not not pimples it's like if real sorry large um, like we, under the skin yeah we yeah. need to do a trigger warning on this for anybody that cope with spots, squeamish. Yeah. yeah um but it, it's yeah it's not it's not just under the skin though it is actually like boils mm-hmm. would actually come out mm-hmm. and like you if you had a boil so mm-hmm. it was um particularly unpleasant and very for me i felt really really conscious of it um and it started around when i was sort of 14 something like that yeah and that went on until, yeah, I was in my mid-twenties, still mm-hmm. having issues when I got married, although by then it had pretty much gone, yeah, yeah. Um, which is sort of my, my mid to late twenties. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, that's that's something that, uh, yeah, very, uh, actually, more. I think it affects you more than people realise. Um, mm. It is such a, obviously, we live in a society that is so um, focused on, on appearance and looks and all of that sort of stuff mm-hmm. and of course it's the worst time when you're growing up when you're in your teenage years and you're young yeah, your, yeah. your early 20s and that's the time when you most want to feel that you look your best and you know you're thinking about mm-hmm. um, finding someone else you know romantic relationships and um, all mm-hmm. of that and it's just it's just absolute wallops you in the head really yeah I think I feel fairly lucky in that at school people weren't that wasn't the chosen fodder, at least. Um, right. So I feel quite lucky about that. Like, I was personally bothered by it. And, like, like it, it's not like it was never mentioned. Like, kids can be mean. But, like, mm. it, it it wasn't the particular thing that I was um, 
like that it wasn't the worst part of being an awkward preteen yeah. to teen for me but there was mm. like there was other things that I was concerned about but it's always been something I was saying the reason I've gone on to like taking these new tablets is that I've never been an adult or like I've not had clear skin since I was 14 mm. um I've never seen my face without multiple spots even like I don't I wouldn't yep. mind having one <laughs> what an amazing you know people are like oh I've got a spot I'm like, oh amazing um you know like mum has just amazing mm, skin does nothing skin. like scrubs it like she basically like slaps her face for her skin routine and it's like I'm ready to roll <laughs> you know? <laughs> know and I'm like beautiful amazing I'm happy for mm-hmm. you great but um you know I've never yeah I've never experienced that and I would like to I'd love mm. to see what it's like to have a clear chin what what a treat <laughs> yes yeah that's right um so you've been um you decided to really do something about it so you, you've been going mm-hmm. to the doctors for a while getting some antibiotics and things yeah. which you can for but i just don't conditions they i think with covid they were kind of willing to let that tick over for much longer than they should mm. have because you shouldn't really be on antibiotics long term as i'm sure is in the everyone remembers how doctors don't want to prescribe antibiotics generally yeah. um so you know i think that ticked over for longer than usual and also with the stomach like with the colitis mm. i think long-term antibiotic use isn't ideal so i said i don't want to just be on this um they tried to put me on um the pill instead and i was like i would like to deal with the issue and not just mm. mask it um so now i'm taking um common name accutane um gone through the whole process big process took many is months. it so this is like a, a really um serious uh <laughs> treatment yeah. isn't it where you yeah. have to do it through a dermatologist at the hospital mm-hmm. and they have Monthly to do checkups. a lot of checks and stuff yeah yeah i have to go every month um, i'm actually waiting for a phone call at some point to organize the appointment um right. uh, for the next one but yeah it's um yeah serious medication you've got uh, mm. you know very very harsh on the liver for instance so they mm. check that every month and things like that yeah so it's not taken lightly it's a serious medication um mm. and i think yes yeah, the reason is because it does affect you like mentally mm. um and that's why you're willing to do that i mean it dries you out basically makes all of all all oil production in your body minimized yeah. um so i'm going to be very dry and I'm, it's starting Oh, is it? I was going to ask you about that. Yeah, yeah. Mm, my lips are so dry. Oh. Just constantly. If you see, like, I was like guests are on the podcast, and I'm like, I just have to put more lip balm on. <laughs> Maybe this looks weird, but I'm just going to go for it because I'm just yeah. drying out. Mm. Um, and you get very thirsty. So, how long have you been taking these for now? Uh, two weeks. Two weeks. So yeah. So yeah. like at the ten day mark is when apparently things can start um, okay. happening. And I'm over that now, and yeah, I'm starting to dry out a bit. <laughs> yeah. And how long do you have to take this for? Four to six months. So quite a long period, yeah. Yeah, yeah I mean, he was like, we say four to six months. He's like, generally it's six months, but hmm. we'll see. Yeah, Yeah. so it's um, so we thought it's perhaps useful to, to mention that. I know um, it, it's more common than probably uh, people realise. So mm. some of our listeners may have experienced the same thing or maybe go through it now. So, mm-hmm. yeah, I guess it's kind of nice to know you're not alone and uh, other people get through it, suffer through it, but actually do get onto the other side. Um, mm. I mean, I, I knew that my, because uh, my 
acne was so bad mm. um, that it, I knew that it would scar my face. And that, at that point, that was the bit that I, I think I remember my heart sinking at that point, thinking, well, this is not something I'm just going to get over. When it's done, it's done. Mm. That's it. I, I, I'm going to be left with this. Mm-hmm. Um, and I do remember, you know, like for years after, even when I was in my 30s mm. and even 40s, when I go to a mirror, I would always kind of look at, uh, at my face in that way, that sort of strange mm. um, examining way. It was very, very odd. Mm. Um, I actually think it, it was incredibly damaging to my childhood, mm-hmm. actually. And it's something that even as an adult, I go back to quite a lot. Um, obviously, I had the double whammy of being a, a Jehovah's mm-hmm. Witness as well. So that's great. You know, let's... Yeah. Um, Layer give him everything mm-hmm. um and that um so at school obviously you've got you've got that thing that people are um you know giving you mm-hmm. uh, grief over and then obviously you've got the the acne as well so you mm-hmm. can't even uh you know you can't even forget that because you constantly be reminded by kids you know yeah. i used to have particular uh, tormentors who would every time they'd see me they'd shout something and then mm. run away kids. going I'm scared I've got spine and it yeah. was like awful kids were um, so much worse I think when you guys were at school <laughs> nasty if I ever see them again mm. um yeah <laughs> it, it was it was really awful I mean all kids were like that lots of, I did have some friends at school yeah, yeah. um but um but yeah it was uh it was very very bad and of course as a as a Jehovah's Witness you're you're kind of it makes it worse as well because you're kind of in the forefront of everything you know you especially being a male witness you were gonna you yeah your, your job was to be present <laughs> yeah and I was giving talks and uh, I remember giving public talks or parts on the service meeting and having um some really bad mm. breakouts and um some particularly nasty ones and feeling that I just didn't want to do it I didn't want to stand up on the platform and then you get the odds you know kindly sister or somebody that would come to you afterwards and say I notice you've got you know really severe acne Um, yeah and you're like thank you yeah thanks for thanks for mentioning that um and they'd then try and give you some Home uh, remedies. Cure, yeah. yeah well what I found is that sunflower oil if you just put it onto your face and um yeah and you just think will you just shut up it's like the people with um you know when the people with like physical disability and then someone yeah. goes up to them it's like have you tried yoga and it's like <laughs> if yoga was magic i'm sure we'd have worked it out by now like yeah, yeah if if everybody's like random skin it, uh, do you wash your face and it's like yes i wash my face like people of acne aren't mm. just dirty you know no no no, it's infuriating, and um, it mm. just it what it does is it means you've then got to have an, a conversation about something you're really trying to forget. And be you really don't want to talk it. about yeah. it. Yeah, exactly. Um, and I, I would find that it would it would just be like a kick in the teeth. Really, I know mm. they were only trying to help, but it but was it's just, just know oh. when to shut up, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, just yeah, just mind your own business. You know, is what I used like, to feel. You know, I think it's fair enough when I'm like talking with my friend that like knows about it and knows that I try these different skincare things. It was funny yesterday because she was like, oh, what should I use for like this and that? Because I'm the skincare expert. I am the guru of all skincare because <laughs> I've tried everything and I know yeah. it all and I know what mm. all the products do. I know what all the mm. ingredients do. I'm like, you know, I'm like, oh, yeah, if you retinol is good for dealing with acne. It's yeah, it's an anti-aging product, but it is also really good for the acne. And, you know, <laughs> like, I can just talk like I'm at Boots you know 
um <laughs> but yeah it's knowing when that's appropriate and when it's not you know yeah unsolicited advice generally yeah. has never been used in good terms no i um uh, my advice um unsolicited is to stop giving unsolicited yeah. advice <laughs> leave people alone yeah they um they, you know they know they, anyway. they know they've got a whatever it is that the condition is mm-hmm. um yeah i had to like a fairly experimental um thing it was uh, i forget what it was called now but you had two little bottles mm-hmm. um which you had to mix together a sort of powdery white yeah. stuff and a, and, a, and some other solution you mixed it, it together yeah. Into a paste, yeah. Into a paste, and then you you dab it on your face with um, with cotton wool. And the first, so that you, the first few days of doing it, you you were supposed to keep it on all day, every day, so night and mm. day. So mm-hmm. I remember going to school with this stuff on. It was like white. It made my face look like I got powder on it. Um, and of you course, know, you know, that's like, well, what? Mm. Who's not going to? Who's not going to ask you about that? You know. So that was like fantastic, but. I tried to make a go- joke of it. You know, people would say, oh, it's a ghost, it's a ghost. And I'd try, try to say, well, because I'm white, you know, I've seen a ghost. And then, then they say, oh, you believe in all that load of shit? You know, that's typically you, Maffa. Because um, obviously mm. I was a Jehovah's Witness as well, and they just equated that with believing in supernatural nonsense. So mm. it's like, oh, just kill me now, you know. <laughs> you know what I just thought about is the fact that you obviously wanted to do the treatment as soon as you could. Mm. So it didn't matter what day it was. But if you'd like waited to do it on the weekend <laughs> yeah I, I can't remember I, it must have been more than two days it, i think i can't must remember how been. many days must it was been. maybe it was the first of week course i did think about that so like, i did, I yeah. did consider no, is there maybe real... you were just like no i've got to do it straight yeah. i want to get straight into this treatment i, don't know. I mean i didn't want to go to school at all i mean basically no, I, no. I just wanted to hide away in my room and just not see yeah. anybody that's basically what i wanted to do but i couldn't no i felt that i had to get on with life and, and do what i had to do so i mean the thing yeah now i have a spot a individual spot treatment that is very similar to that but yeah. it's um you know i just put it on when i'm at home and overnight yeah um but that. yeah um yeah because it's like benzoyl peroxide so it's like also it's just mm. like yeah it's an in this yeah i think the thing with skincare for me as well is that i used to like see it as like a horrible process and i was it was very aggressive and everything was like scraping and burning and it was very aggressive and i don't think that helped um but you know it was very much like just get rid of it and like very yeah. angry my skincare process was very angry now it's tr- i'm trying to keep it quite nice and calm and tranquil it's about moisturizing <laughs> yeah you know? i you know I, I think the the other thing is it um, it can be painful as well, so that's yeah. the that's the other thing that I think people forget about it. Is it is it's, painful. Um, it actually hurts, so you're, it's not just a, your appearance. It, it's painful, it's unpleasant, and it keeps because it hurts. It reminds you of it constantly mm. that you've got this thing, you know, throbbing in your on your chin. Or yeah. I had it on the end of my nose quite regularly. That was a that was a fantastic one. Mm. Big boil on the end of my nose. Mm. Anyway, we we, sh- we shouldn't just go on about this. Um, people, no. don't about it. but um, I suppose Fair the reason so. we're talking about it is to, yeah, I think um, it's something that that a lot of people do suffer with, and it's maybe um, downplayed a lot. And of course a few spots here and there is something that I think is part of life. You have to mm. get on with it, but there's a different level that, that many people suffer. And, and I think it's under underplayed a lot of the time. Um, mm. So yeah, maybe yeah. That, that's something we should think a bit more about as a, as a society. Yeah, and if, really. it, if it bothers you, 
do go to the doctors and see mm. what can be done because I think yeah. for a long time I was like it's not bad enough do you know what I mean yeah yeah but it's like I definitely they you know as soon as I've gone, they've straight away been like, yeah, we'll get you onto Accutane. So it definitely yeah. is bad enough. Like a doctor's looked at it and gone like, mm, Accutane, which yeah. is like, you know, the, the most intense thing mm. they can prescribe. But mm. I was like, oh, it's not enough. Like, you know, oh, it doesn't sound like it's as bad as like what dad had to deal with. So it's not really, a, mm. it's not enough really. And I think people do that a lot with lots of different things, um, like mental health as well. Like, yeah. you know, oh, it's, I'm not, you know, I'm not that, bad like you know it's um or, or you know if you're dealing with like eating problems like oh it's not that bad like yeah we can e- we can easily put things off can't we and yeah and say well other people have it worse so right. why am i yeah. doing yeah. this you know all of this um mm. and it's like if it's a big enough problem for you you have a right to go to to the doctors about it absolutely yeah don't don't feel embarrassed it's it is something that matters really um, yeah. well if it if, does if it matters to you then it matters i mean if you don't care about it then that's absolutely cool well, no, no. great i wish i i wish i was like that myself but yeah I wasn't. like i said i had a bit of time where i'd like made peace with it because it wasn't going mm. away and but it was you know but it had calmed down a bit but then it started getting worse again i was like i can't make peace with it again yeah, <laughs> yeah. i made peace with it to mm. a certain level so you know you know yourself and what you can cope with um, yeah I mean, having said that, it's it's probably good to um, also help. For me, it did help myself to come to terms with it, the fact that I got, you know, I got a lovely girlfriend and mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. then we got married and you've got a fantastic boyfriend. Mm-hmm. So it's not like it's not the end of the world in that respect. Um, it doesn't no. mean that you can't have relationships and you can't you know you can't be confident and all of that so of course there is a psychological element to well, it. yeah I never thought I would not wear makeup but I don't wear makeup most of the time now makeup mm. is um something I do genuinely for a treat for going out mm. for fun but it used to be I could not go out without having done my makeup yeah, yeah. because it was what was covering my skin um mm. but sometimes even that wouldn't that wouldn't make me feel good because it wouldn't layer over top because basically makeup looks best over lovely skin. Yeah. Ironically. Ironically. Yeah, <laughs> um, yeah exactly. So sometimes yeah. it would look bad and I would just, you know, be crying, crying and being angry and like rubbing it off. And mum's just like, what mm. the is happening? Mm. <laughs> Cause she yeah. didn't, you know, get it, but I was just like, <laughs> but yeah, you making peace with it and just being like, you know, people at um, someone at work that has acne as well was like, Oh, you're so like, it's amazing how you just come in you don't you know we've got the same thing but you just do it and I'm like well I'm just used to it now it was horrible at first but I've gotten used to it it was practice and yeah you don't have to do that but I feel good for having done it we'll put some links that I can I mean obviously because this is a worldwide Mm. podcast um I don't know all the resources in different countries that I can pop on for for you but i'm sure you know in the in the uk we have the nhs that you can go to yeah um but in lots of countries there'll be um obviously you can go to your doctor and talk to them there'll be dermatologists and so on so yeah it's good to good to get some advice really i think um mm. i mean it's up to you what you do uh we we don't give advice on this podcast really i don't think um he says thinking have we ever done that? We we try not to. It's not an advice sort of podcast. I suppose no, the only thing I would say. We don't do agony, and we try no, and make sure we try people to avoid are... that. Okay. Um, the only thing I would say 
is I think there's a lot of charlatans out there trying to make money on people's misery. Mm. And so there is a lot of nonsense products that you can spend thousands of pounds on yeah. um, that just do nothing. And um, I, I think... I, yeah, I've really stripped care for that the skincare regime mm. these days. It's very simple um, because, yeah, things aren't magic. Find what works for you because everybody's skin is yeah, different. That's right. But then don't just keep swapping to new lotions and potions because it doesn't do any good for your skin anyway because mm. it, it freaks it out and it breaks you out and stuff but like um just yeah the, it's unlikely that if you've got actual acne that you'll find a magical miracle if cleanser. there is this magic thing that's going to get rid of it then it, it wouldn't be you know popping up on your youtube channel um no. and never heard of it anywhere else you know what i mean the skin influencers <laughs> um yeah. You know, mm. that they, they, it's their job to try loads of product and things like that. But yeah, um, find something that works for you. Have a regime. Yeah. But like you know, um, after that, don't get done. Don't get snake oil. Exactly. Okay, that's good. So I think we've we've covered that. Um, mm-hmm. Let's move on to our second part of our podcast today, which is is this feeling of, of wasted years. Um, so shall I set this up a bit? Yeah, yeah. Let's um, let's get into it. What I'm thinking about. So one of the things that, and, and I should just um, caveat everything we say on this by saying neither Selena or I are qualified to give mental health advice and that's actually not what I'm talking about today that's not what we're talking about today Mm -hmm. but I think it's quite normal without getting into mental health issues it's it's actually quite normal for us to feel regret frustration anger if we've spent a long time in a high control group a cult or even in other avenues of life and then we come out of it um, and I think it's it's very easy to feel anger, frustration, and regret for that for those wasted years. I know that was something that I personally felt very very strongly about. So mm. that's that's kind of what we're going to talk about for this segment. Yes, um, and I think it's not just something that people in high control groups feel. I think it's something that you know. I think a lot of people um, in their twenties will resonate as I hit mid twenties. Um, everybody's going on about like getting everything sorted basically (laughs) Um, having all their ducks in a row and like if you're not if they're not then like you're in an awful place and like Mm. you know doing stuff in your in your in your 30s is just you need to get that done before so I think um, Mm. a lot of people will resonate with this regardless Um, yeah yeah you Uh, left in your 30s but that's right yeah, at the heart of, of this is the, the fact that we know we have a finite amount of life. Mm. Um, we know that we've got, you know, I don't know if we're, if we're lucky, 70, 80, maybe 90, mm. maybe 100 years if you're very, very lucky, um, maybe. Um, but that's it, you know. So we know we have a, a limited lifespan. And, and I think there is the danger, there is a ten- tendency to think, you know, um, Am I wasted it? Have I wasted it? And could could this have been different? Could that have been different? And I think when you've been in a high control group, um, 
religious group or any other group really you've spent years in it decades in it you know you can look back on that and think oh all the time i wasted so i think for an ex-jehovah's witness for me um i left school when i was 16 i i did take a full-time job for for three years and then i left that and went window cleaning part-time and i spent hours and hours and days i have never added up how many actual days i spent you know trudging is that a word the the streets of peterborough knocking on doors and i don't um, think that would be healthy to sit there and work that out anyway not really Um, and then you you get that's right and you got meetings you've got preparing for meetings you've got all of that stuff that you spent time doing and um, you know from right up to the age of 30 all my life was really revolving around that. So when when I left, I felt, um, first of all, you feel this kind of euphoria mm. that you've left. And it, I've, I've described this in my story where you kind of feel like a great weight is lifted off your shoulders. Um, and then you look up at the sky, and the sky is so blue and the birds are chirping and it feels great. You feel like you've, you've for the first time in your life, you've really started to live because now the world has suddenly opened up to you you know you think I, I can do what I want to now I can if I want to start a career I can if I want to you know um, move countries and just start again I can in theory I can do that um, so you've got this kind of feeling of euphoria but then then what you start to do is realize that you've well actually two things you realize is is one actually you can't do anything you want because you've you're now in a situation where you have responsibilities and you have a life that you've already created um that was from the the old life that you'd had but you so i was married i had a a daughter you um i obviously had a I had a job. I, I was. I had my own business. I was window cleaning and treating lawns. I think, um, and you start to you start to think about you know the fact that you you can't do what you want, and then there's also the other factor is that you literally have all those wasted years where you could have been getting a degree, or you could have been traveling the world, or you could have been getting your career off the ground, and so on. So you start to feel um, regret for that, I think, at first. And then you start to feel, well, I felt, I should say this is my own experience. I can't I can't pretend I know other people's. But for me, it was this sense of um, anger and resentment. That is the mm. word I think I would use. Real resentment that they, and by mm. they, I mean anybody that, I deemed responsible for me being a Jehovah's Witness, that they had stolen the best part of my life from me. Um, And here I was now, in a way, inheriting a life that wasn't mine. I've used this before. I'm I'm sorry if I repeat myself, but there's a, a song by Talking Heads, which I don't actually know what the song's about, but there's a line in it where he says, I wake up in this beautiful house with my beautiful wife and I say how did I get here and that's how I felt it's like well this isn't me this is somebody else's life that I've 
found myself and it's like like i woke up in one of those those films where the protagonist wakes up and mm. they're in a room that they don't know who they are and where they've come from and that's and i think you you look back then and you start to feel regret and anger and resentment over that do you see see what i'm where i'm coming from yeah i think i i think the important thing is though that like we don't draw a line between bits of our life i guess um they are things are more of a continuum than than segments we're segmenting the podcast today but life isn't segmented i suppose um yeah i I mean don't get me wrong i think you know there is a way through it i'm just trying to um i'm putting myself back in that situation so i'm mm -hmm. not saying that was a good way to think Um, i'm not saying that's an accurate way of describing my existence but Mm -hmm. that's how i felt at the time Mm -hmm. that's how i tried to describe it to people so it was that that tremendous feeling of resentment and anger but yeah you're absolutely right that um and that's that in a way was the journey that i went through was to actually start to uh think about it in a in a slightly different way so rather than thinking those terms i, I had to come to terms with with actually where i was and, and how i could make peace with with that so mm-hmm. yeah I, I think it's good to talk about that and i want to talk about that but i also want to be honest and say you know it's that's how i felt and i think possibly other people will will have felt the same that feeling of resentment and frustration and i think again i mentioned this in in my story but what then happens is that every time so i really put my heart and soul into my career and 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 then every time that my career didn't quite go right i would um i, I would think yeah this is because of that this is because of i was a jehovah's witness you know and i haven't got a degree and this is because of that so it would be my kind of go to reason for mm. any failure any um issue i'd come up with any block i'd come across i do remember um, that but, yeah you know, it was something that was regular that's right um and i, I mean you know as we, we say as we said up front neither of us are mental health counselors or, or experts in any way but i think from my own just my own experience i I feel now that that's prob- probably not, it wasn't the healthiest way to think about it, but it was, I think it's completely understandable, but it yeah. didn't necessarily help me. No, um, you and my frame of reference realistically is you and mum, because mm. you were both leaving pretty much simultaneously from when I have conscious memory. Um, mm. And, you know, when you were left, you were both left. Um but you did it in very different ways, and I don't. Yeah. I don't remember Mum being as angry that things were like, you know, um, taken from her or opportunity mm. was taken from her. But I don't know if that's partly because you were so in and so believing, and she was not. Um, do you know what I mean? Like the reasons that she did what she did were different. Um, so I guess you felt more the rug from under you than. Maybe she felt, I don't know. Yeah. Because um, not everybody just... gets the rage. No, no, that's right. Yeah, that's right. Um, I think, you know, we come back to this constant uh, that we come back to regularly is this idea of individual differences. And it, mm-hmm. it's really important to 
be aware that people's personalities, their um, their behavior, the way they think, all these things, they're different. So they will respond in different ways to the same situation. So yeah, mm-hmm. I think part of it is just my nature. You know, I, that's that's who I am, and that mm-hmm. that is why I reacted that way. But mm-hmm. uh, yeah, that's that's an interesting thing you could pick apart. I mean, I think the reason I was so in it was because, again, because of my personality. I think it, all, mm. it comes down to that a lot of the time. You're very all or nothing. Yeah. Um, you're very in when you're in. Because um, I've never seen you checked out but doing a thing. <laughs> um, <laughs> do you know what I mean? Like, yeah. I can be mentally checked out but still be, like, doing it. Because <laughs> I'm like, okay, well, I, like, have to. Um because like requirements but like i'm not mentally like in this at all engagement i call it i'm fully engaged in whatever i'm doing yeah yeah Yeah, Yeah. you're fully engaged but i can exhausting i know but i like can check out (laughs) um maybe maybe that's inherited from mum the ability to check out yeah i think so yeah Um, i mean i I enjoy the ability to check out I'm very serious about everything so you know when we're doing this podcast as soon as we start doing it I'm you know I'm really uh, I'm really doing everything and trying to get it all right and you know I listen to uh, no no offense to other people's podcasts but they leave a lot of stuff in that I I would take out so I spend a lot of time editing out long pauses and sniffs and uh, all that sort of thing because it really matters to me you know it really bugs me if I, if it's not right yeah um and well yeah. in the way that i guess the way to represent it as well is that i um like doing a bit of singing i don't do it so much anymore like properly like, i sing mm. like in the house like everybody does yeah. but um i don't you know perform and you've you got a great always... voice by the way thank you um it's out of practice but um you know you'd be like why don't you you know you've got this band at school why aren't you going and like performing da, 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 yeah. like doing it as a... and i was like because i don't want to it yeah, that always me puzzled sat- me. Yeah, that but I was yeah, me. but I was like because it brings me satisfaction as it does. Mm. It's fine. I'm happy. It doesn't. Not everything has to be a career. <laughs> yeah, but I mean, it's like if if I had a had friends who were like guitarists and drummers, and I had a great voice, and I was like not a Jehovah's Witness, and uh, at time, and everything, oh my goodness, I would I would like start a band straight away and go doing pub circuit and stuff like that. Be yeah, brilliant. but I don't want to. <laughs> I just I have no like desire to do that. Yeah, that's right. So uh, I mean that that's 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 the point I'm making is that individual yeah. differences mean that mm-hmm. you respond to things differently. So I think that's that's part of it with me. That's why um, I was particularly angry because I I got all these things in my head that I thought oh, I could have done that and I could have done this and I could have done that, um, but it's too late. But we all could have done lots of things. I could have been well, going around pubs and I don't want to. <laughs> Yes, and and I think one of the the ways that I started to the penny started to drop with me. So one of the things about me, um, Celine, you you know this, mm. but I'm, um, you know, I'm a very slow thinker. Mm. <laughs> I'm a very slow thinker. It takes me a long time to weigh up everything. It's just mm. part of my nature again is to. I have to think about all the variables and weigh it up, and then I'm a bit more then instinctual I, than then me. I decide what I think about something. Mm. So it takes me a long time to come to a position on anything, mm. um, and I think as I get older, I get worse. Um, so <laughs> ruminate. I do ruminate. I'm, I'm like a cow. Mm. Um, so yeah, I can't remember what we were talking about now. What, what was that point? <laughs> um, 
you come <laughs> my, to my so maybe term. maybe it took you a while to realize that ah that's it yeah. yeah so it took me a while to for the penny to drop that um everybody's like that you know everybody yeah. no one can everybody looks back at times of spent in their lives and thinks well that was a waste of time i mean i think about um even things like jobs, you know, you, you might have spent 20 years in a job and then you get made redundant and it yeah. was, you, you know, you spent so much time and effort on it. In fact, it happened to me. I was, yeah. I, I'd, I'd been made redundant from a, a job that I'd spent a lot of time and effort doing. Mm-hmm. Um, and I remember the, as a trainer, I'd produce like uh, training manuals and stuff and I'd had all these training manuals and I got them all ready. I remember the day that my job was made redundant I remember looking at them all in the drawer and saying to the woman next to me, well, that was a waste of time, wasn't it? And it was that mo- moment that I, I got emotional and I had to just get out of the office because it, it, it was the fact that I felt I'd wasted all that time. And at the end of the day, they were just manuals, bits of paper that, that were going to get thrown away because it was decided it wasn't needed anymore. Um, but yeah, so this isn't this isn't unique to high control groups and cults and stuff we we have these feelings i think and yeah. that's that's when i realized that you know yeah i think this is part of the human experience this mm-hmm. looking back and thinking well yeah but i mean relationships is another one isn't it mm. yeah you know if you if you've had a relationship with somebody for a long time um you know you may have even been married to them and and mm-hmm. um, and the relationship stopped for whatever reason it's easy to look back at that and think oh you know all that all that wasted time Mm. I just now I think back and I think I I don't think that's the right thing to that's the right way to look at it well no because it because that suggests then that the whole time you're together or all the time you're at that job there was no value in it just because it stopped now yeah doesn't mean that all value previous is eradicated absolutely because yeah. it's like, okay, so what, what was meant to happen then? You were meant to have this job forever and, you know, have a successor and, you know what I mean? Like, yeah, this is it. There is no end. It's almost like, because I, I was always into sport. Maybe that's that's the problem is that you think uh, life is a bit like a sport or a game where, you know, you do it and at the end you stop and you go, look at what I did. And it's like, this is, and it's all tied up in a nice if you win obviously and it's all tied up in a nice bow and you say right we're now champions i'm a champion mm. this is it we've done it um and it's like that's the that's the pinnacle that's the bit that you've been aiming for and you've got now you've got the cup or you've got the medal around your neck and everybody knows that you've won you've done it and i think it's easy to think about life in those terms where you know it has to it has to lead to the this pinnacle of great existence and you then you can say yes i have now accomplished my life Mm. but actually that's not what life is like is it we we live our lives and we experience them moment to moment i would like to enjoy it yeah (laughs) it's the enjoy i think you've taught me this a lot actually Mm. not not completely i'm still i'm Mm -hmm. still a bit of a basket case on this one but you are teaching me about the value of enjoying the moment you know Mm -hmm. and not not thinking that it has to lead to something greater Mm -hmm. um and as i say i still i still struggle with that for whatever reason whether it's personality or 
you know, the way I was raised, I don't know. Mm. But yeah, I think that's that for me, that's been an important part of my learning. And yeah, maybe my recovery is to is to not put too much pressure on things that actually it's all um, temporary, really, isn't it? Yeah, everything is changeable. Nothing is guaranteed. Yeah. And that's nice. Um, Like I did a degree that I wanted to do. I enjoyed doing my degree, had a great time. It is irrelevant in the job that I have. I could have got this job straight away Mm -hmm. um, from sixth form. But I don't want to work in an office. I really like working with people, talking very, you know, I like being on my feet. I don't sit at a desk. I like that. I enjoy my job. And the job I'm interested in doing in the future as well is still very people based. It's not office based, you know, it's it's communicative and things like that. I don't you know, I I enjoy it and regardless of the fact that, you know, some people will be like, Why have you got this job working in like sales when mm-hmm. you could be doing like HR with an, with your degree and getting paid more and like because I'd be miserable bored. Um, but a load of people would be like, well done, you've got like a good job. Oh, yes, very good. And I'm like, fantastic. I get to go like, because some people love HR. I actually know people that really enjoy it. But I'm well, technically, I'm I, I work in HR in a way. Like, yeah. Of, but. but it's not, I just, I don't like being on my own. Like you, you work from home alone a lot and you enjoy it. But I, I don't. Yeah, I mean, it's, you don't really know what but HR that, is. But you do get you, to but... do what you want to do. But you get, as in, I don't want, like, enjoy being in an office and, like, mm. sitting at, I yeah. like, I like running around and beat loads of problems having to fix and d- talking to people. I like what I do in yeah. it. And no, it doesn't really right. matter. I mean, that's, that's the. You could that's count this as wasted time, but I don't. I'm enjoying it. I'm having I, a nice I think time. that's absolutely right. Yeah it's a good way of, of looking at life. And I mean, you know, I think back now, the way I think about those years now, I find it took me a long time to get, to get my degree and I got my master's. Um, I'm now 55. Um, in a way I'd like to, to, to go further. I've talked about get doing a PhD, but they take about six years really. And um, I'm going to be like, I'm going to be like 60 by the time I they get my PhD. They definitely don't all take six years. It, Average is four. Okay, four years then. If some of them, depending are on what it is, if it's if it's full time, maybe. But anyway, mm-hmm. the point is, is that it takes a long time. Um, so there is a point where you think, oh, you know, can I catch up now? But um, I think back at, at those years, and and actually, I learned such a lot from all of that. You know, and um, we had a podcast. We recorded a podcast last week with Jake Altworldly. Um, by the time you hear this. Uh, oh, actually, no, this is coming out quite soon, isn't it? So um, that'll be coming up shortly. Um, and uh, we were we got to talk about some of the funny experiences mm. that we had as Jehovah's Witnesses. And, you know, there's there's me, 55-year-old guy. There's Jake, I, I think he's in his late 20s or early 30s, um, uh, on the other side of the world or in, in the States and uh, I'm in the UK. And we, so our background is very different in many respects, but we, we can talk about these things that we both mm. recognized and some of these funny experiences we've had uh, in those, uh, in, in that organization. And um, yeah, it's, um, I'm not pretending that it, that if I had the opportunity, I wouldn't change things, but I think there's something there that you can say, 
well, there's something I've got that I'm going to take from it. Mm. I, I do want to stress that, you know, I was lucky in that I didn't experience some of the horrors that some people do, mm-hmm. either within Jehovah's Witnesses or in other groups. Um, but, you know, it's, um, I think it's it's good if if you can find things that you can take from those experiences that is what helped me I don't want it to sound twee and um you know insensitive to other people's experiences but that that definitely helped me Mm. um when I was thinking about this episode I was I was thinking about the film 12 years a slave Mm. have you seen that did you you yeah yeah we watched it Mm -hmm. yeah so that's um you know you think about that I mean obviously as the as a the title suggests this is a, an experience of, of a uh, well, he was a free man who was then taken into slavery for 12 years. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, it, that would be hard not to see that as 12 wasted years mm-hmm. at somebody else's hands. Mm-hmm. Um, Victor Frankl talks about his time in concentration camps and how he was able to um, take something from that experience. Um, Janja Lalic talks about, who's obviously a friend of the podcast um, and expert in cults and high control groups. She talks about turning something bad into something good. And that's Mm -hmm. the career that she's uh, eked out for herself, um, you know, doing her doctorate and so on. And um, now, even though she's, you know, if she wanted to, she could put her feet up. She's still really, really busy doing things to help others. So, yeah, I think there's definitely something there. Yeah. Yeah, I think I think to move on, you, you need to, well, you need to move on. Like, you can't just keep looking back and thinking about why I can't do this or why I feel like that or, you know, it really helps to, yeah, understand why you're where you are because you know completely pretending nothing mm. happened isn't healthy but but I think sort of yeah taking it takes time to get okay with things I guess so it's not like I want yeah. everyone to be like oh it's fine but no and I think that for me the secret was and you know we talked to Erica Bornman from Quasi Zavantu um formerly Quasi Zabantu, the author of the book uh, Mission of Malice, um, fantastic book by the way. Mm. Um, she she makes the point that she hates it when people say move on, and I, I agree with that. But yeah. I think there's a difference in saying and trying to say, well, you know, that that's in the past. Forget about it now, and just think about the future. No, 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 I think no. that's that's unreasonable. But what you can do is you can look at the past and take what happened in the past and use that in a positive way use it for your own yeah use it for your own good and your own development rather than you know like um it's like accountability isn't it you know people say i do this because my mum was like this or that this happened to me when i was a kid or whatever and it gives me a right to be unkind now Mm. or you know these things you've got to take accountability um for your own happiness, I suppose. It sounds yeah. very mushy and bleh, yeah. but you kind of mm. do. Yeah. No one's it, gonna do it, that for you. And what's happened absolutely. has happened. And yeah. Um, yeah. understanding really helps. But yeah, accountability is really important. 
Uh, and I, I in uh, in the courses that I do, and I don't do um, self development courses. I do management training, but we we talk about um, assertiveness, and one of the elements that we highlight on that is um, is ownership of our own behaviour. Um, and I, I think that's really important. So yeah, you're right. I mean, coming sort of following on from that, um, people do push our buttons and our past does affect mm-hmm. who we are and what we do. But if we stop taking ownership of our own behavior, then where, where are we? You know, yeah. we are, yeah. we're going to be constantly blaming other people for what we do. You have no um, ability really to change then. That's right. It takes agency away from you, doesn't it? It means yeah. that you are still being controlled by that cult, by that yeah. group, by that person. Yeah. So I think in some, you think uh, like, oh, it gives me freedom when you say stuff like that because yeah. it means it's not my fault. That's but right. what it does is it traps you more because it means that yeah. there's no way of dealing with it now. Because no, what happened to you definitely isn't your fault. Um, but how you react to it and move on and live your life is up to you yeah that's right and and uh, I, I think that's that's it I try not to think about it in terms of fault but mm-hmm. um but yeah uh, that's right it's it's about it's about that agency taking that agency mm-hmm. and saying you know this is this is what I'm going to mm-hmm. do with it yeah um, and and don't you know don't mistake it we're, we're still gonna slip back i think from time to time you know that's okay that's yeah no one's gonna you're not judged for that that's okay that's right just just seeing it and then being able to go back to it you know yeah um on the courses i do i I sort of make the point that um because i've talked about this as well on the podcast about you know losing losing my cool sometimes and and getting aggressive to try and get Mm -hmm. what i want and stuff Mm -hmm. like that um and uh that's partly where where this idea of ownership comes from and and Mm -hmm. uh yeah i think you you get it right most of the time every now and again (laughs) you know you find Mm. yourself reverting it takes a lot of work type it does that's also why you know some people need help with stuff like cbt if they can't do that work on um on their own there's nothing wrong with needing help at all because it's really helpful because um cbt it's really helpful getting help (laughs) <laughs> no cognitive behavioral therapy yes it helps you know what thought patterns are happening and understanding that and coming up with ways of of changing that when when it's um difficult sometimes to see it yeah because you don't always see it um so stuff like that you know it it, it is really great yeah i suppose we, we should make the point that um uh, you know what we're talking about here uh, is i think it falls personal yeah below yeah. the the line of mental health and it's mm-hmm. it, there isn't a line really it's a fuzzy kind of gray area at what time at what point some of this falls into uh the need for mental health counseling um i think if you're not sure then it sounds like a great idea to get some yeah some good help i mean obviously getting good help is important mm-hmm. um and we've talked to fit, yeah never feel, about this. never feel bad if you don't vibe with your therapist it's yeah. at the end of the day it's not a machine it's people and you might exactly. need to try a few before you get one that works for you i think most therapists completely understand that and they yeah, um, yeah. They're, just, they're used yeah. to that that's completely yeah. normal yeah it, it's a bit like dating <laughs> yes you've got to find one that you both vibe together with you know yeah exactly yeah yeah so um i i feel like we've probably 
uh, covered that. Um, it feels Tip like there's off, still yeah, still a lot more we could we could say about that. Um, no, no, it's ticked off now. It's done. No, <laughs> the, the, it's the green on of, the spreadsheet. <laughs> Uh, the question of regrets is quite a broad one, and there's there's other areas that we might feel that we've got regret. Maybe we talk about that another time. Maybe we do need to get somebody on who's uh, an expert in in that area to talk mm-hmm. about that one. For me, this was just my experience of feeling frustration and anger at my wasted years, and then gradually uh, losing that. And it, it was it was a a very long process but now I look back and I don't feel anger and frustration mm. at that at all it's not that I've forgotten it and I actually quite like to talk about it all now it doesn't make me angry anymore I can mm. think about it but um yeah it's it's I think it's definitely worth thinking about how to overcome that that feeling Mm-hmm. and I think talking about it while angry is fair enough but that's probably when you when therapists are good because you don't always want to be angry talking to um friends and family and stuff but um yeah th- you know. they get people don't necessarily understand it and um sometimes mm-hmm. they they get frustrated because for them they just want you to feel better and mm-hmm. so they just want you to forget about it and get think- on with what's yeah. happening now but feeling know. the anger is fair enough I think as Absolutely. long as you don't live there you know yeah 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 you know, yeah, you need to feel your feelings. Just um, you know, you 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 um, don't want to live in the angry forever. That's right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So we're we're mm-hmm. big fans of Star Trek, aren't we? So um, the mm-hmm. Star Trek Deep Space Nine episode is one of our favourites. Mm-hmm. Um, and the uh, <laughs> we're probably not going to use this bit. <laughs> the uh, the wormhole aliens say to Cisco, mm-hmm. um, you know that you have because he thinks that that time is linear but he keeps going back to when he loses his wife he cannot Mm -hmm. live in the present Mm -hmm. keeps going back to when he lost his wife and -hmm. that makes him angry yeah yeah we'll probably won't include that well maybe it's very niche but i don't know i think there's a big star trek yeah venn diagram a venn diagram all right well i think we've done that so um Thank you for having that conversation with me, Celine. Mm-hmm. I really enjoyed yep. that. Um, good, yep. Two things covered today. Mm-hmm. Um, it's been it's been great. It's been really interesting and uh, yeah, quite cathartic actually. Good. I'm glad. I'm glad because you were quite rageful about Premier Pro when we started. So yes, I was very rageful about Premier Pro, which I won't bore you with. But um, yeah. yes. But now you're in a good position to to be chill about it. Approach cool. it with a, with a calm mind. Indeed. Right. Well, thank you for listening, everybody. Really appreciate it. Um, tell a friend and subscribe mm-hmm. and like. And if you us. do get a chance to leave a review on Apple mm-hmm. uh, Podcasts, that's absolutely brilliant. Um, it's lovely to read those reviews. So thank you. And uh, we've had a, another couple of patrons join us. So lovely. thank you. Hello. Welcome um, to our patreon page it's lovely when people do that uh so yeah thank you very much and see you next time bye bye what should i think about is an evil sheep production